1: My fellow DDP of the Warriors, it is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. where I currently reside, right here on the east coast of the U.S. of A. And uh, that can only mean one thing. It's another episode of DDP Radio at ddpradio.com. Well, as you guys remember, a few weeks back, we had uh, Stacey Morris's big farewell party. And she just missed me so much that she couldn't stay away. <laughs> so we have back on the show tonight for a special and only event. Um, she's going to be coming back quarterly because uh, she was very uh, kind and brought us uh, uh, Nancy Gaberte to our attention. And uh, we've had her on the show pretty much quarterly uh, for the past several years, and she has been such a great uh, resource for us here on the show and just a human, great human being, a wealth of information. And uh, Stacy really does well kind of leading those discussions, and she has a lot to talk about. And both of those two are very knowledgeable on that subject. So as we talked about when we had Stacy's Farewell, we're going to have Stacy and Nancy back quarterly on the show uh, to keep doing what we're doing because you guys seem to dig it, and I get a lot out of it, and I think everyone else does as well. So, without any further ado, I am bringing back the uh, uh, GDP Radio OG, if you will.
0: Stacy Morris, how are
1: you? Hey,
0: it's great to be back. It feels like I've never left. You know, it's like riding a bike.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, right? But and it's. It's you know we've gone through some changes in the show and when you left that was one of the things you were really passionate about like let's keep doing this. We People get so much out of it.
0: Yeah, well I you know it was actually Dallas DDP who discovered Nancy Guberti you know years ago. He heard her on another podcast and he said we have got to get her on the show because she is so knowledgeable and not only is she knowledgeable she's just very gracious and generous, and she's been a recurring guest here. I, I would say, Nancy, would it be three, four years now?
2: Uh, yeah, ah. I would say about, yep, four years, I
0: think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I mean, bringing you just bring us so much information that I would say, I, I would venture to use the word hidden, you know, and we're yeah. going to get into that. I mean, there's a lot of, I think, Information about food and health that is deliberately um, swept under the rug, you know. And Nancy's she's like she's like a, a determined, relentless detective. She will not let the food industry get away with their game, and that's what I love about her.
1: And, and I'm just going to formally do the intro. Uh, Nancy Gilbert, of course, you can check her out at com. She's got. So much uh, information there in her Facebook page and Twitter all can be found under Nancy and G-U-B-E-R-T-I, um, and you're, you're going to love what she does. But the thing about Nancy, like you said, Stacey, she has so much information, and someone like me who's kind of a novice, like, uh, you know, I know about things, but sometimes you get intimidated by, by the information. You know, you read it online, and it's hard to digest And then we have someone like Nancy online uh, on the show who can kind of explain it to you and bring you through it. And uh, that's, what's so great about having her as such a great resource is she makes it kind of accessible to somebody who can't read through the, you know, the the pages and pages of facts. And there's so much information that I feel is hidden in wordiness and having someone uh, like Nancy come down and break it down for someone who's not a professional uh, is really a great, great thing. So Welcome to the show once again for our what is it fall? Yeah, geez, the year's flying by. Well, our fall show, Nancy Gaberta, How are you?
2: I'm great. Thank you for having me, and it's great being with Stacy because I love our dialogue. So I'm glad we're all back together.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah,
0: me too.
2: And
1: it's, that's
0: it's uh, it's a Stacy. I'm uh, oh, sorry, Stacy. No, it's it's a great way to kick off uh, fall. And uh we were talking before we went on the air about some seasonal issues. There's always things to pay attention to about change of seasons but the you know the evergreen topic because it's so it's so prevalent in our diet and uh and it's so damaging is is sugar. So we were gonna start with Nancy talking a little bit about perhaps if there's anything new. Uh, To share and just maybe a recap of you know what it what it does to the body. It's not it's not harmless fun, as I like to say. You know, there's (laughs) the real consequences to it. And it's such a
2: it's so important. I mean, people when they hear oh I have to reduce my sugar or I have to go on a you know sugar free diet, which we're going to talk about. I mean, it's very hard to do. Um, Sugar is addictive, but If we take that away, what does it do to the body is really very scary. It not only affects our adrenals, and that's where you get adrenal fatigue, but you could also get very irritated and, uh, you know, anger management is hard for one. Um, It affects the thyroid so it could it could really throw off your thyroid, and if you go to your regular doctor and they take a CBC, the complete blood count, and your glucose is a little elevated, and then they look at your thyroid and they perhaps may even go further and look at your hormones. Instead of saying, "Hey, why don't you cut back on the bad sugar and you know leave the healthy stuff behind," instead of saying that, they will probably Uh, recommend thyroid medication and metforin and other meds instead of getting to the root issue. So, you know, medicines have its place, but if we can nourish the body properly and not have to take the medicines, that's even better because it's just a band-aid if we're not getting to the root cause. And I mean, that's why I'm such a fan of functional medicine because you get to see how the body's functioning as opposed to just checking a few markers. But this fall time is the best time to talk about sugar because it's what I call the perfect storm and it starts to brew inside your body. Now, depending on how you eat, if you love, you know, uh, carbohydrates and I'm not talking about complex carbohydrates that are good for you, but if you like the simple carbs, if you like the white stuff and the white flour, and you have sugar cravings, and um, you know, it's in your diet on a daily basis. Then when Halloween comes around, and even if you don't celebrate, if you're working, anywhere even in gyms they will have a dish of halloween candy that they either can't get rid of or they just have an abundance of it and mm-hmm. you you think one piece is safe but one piece leads into another and leads into another what it now does is feed something called candida and that is a beast of its own so from that It's going to affect your adrenal system, your neurotransmitters. So this is your chemical messaging. This is where you could feel mental fogginess. This is where you're going to lack energy. But because of all of this, and it's happening on the GI tract, it's going to affect your immune system and start to cause inflammation. It could cause bloating, and it definitely could cause weight management issues. So now what's the perfect storm brewing? All of this stuff is going on in your GI tract. It's affecting your adrenals, your thyroid, your hormones. It's affecting your brain. And then what happens? Then people think, okay, it's flu season from October to February. But, you know, germs are hanging around all year long, right? What really happens is your immune system is suppressed by all of the this sugar now that's increased in your body, and then you go into the holidays, again, whatever you celebrate, but you may be around um, office parties, now we go from Thanksgiving, we go into December, uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, we go into uh, the New Year, and it keeps going, and then it goes into Valentine's Day, and all of every all these months are surrounded by sugar um, infested activities or even drinking. So then you may get a disruption in your sleep. All of this is the perfect storm, and there's no you know not much sun, so we're not getting a lot of vitamin D, and that could counter the suppressed immune system, but we're not getting it. So now our, if we talk really technical and scientific, our T cell activation, um, the cells can't fight off the foreign pathogens, and now we get sick. So instead, you know, instead of saying, well, what can I do, right? And I don't want to give up sugar 100%, and Stacey and I have discussed this many a time, um, Mm -hmm. because... You know, if you have it in your daily regimen, and this is where you, you know, no one judges anyone, but we want everyone to be aware. So if you even counted your sugar consumption... And it's really interesting. I mean, even what we consider a healthy food, so like So Delicious, makes um, they make coconut yogurt. But if you get one of the fruit ones, um, now we're adding you know, like 19 grams of sugar. So if you're supposed to be around 22 to say 32 grams of sugar a day and you have, you know, two of those, you're over. So uh, you want to look at that. Some people are at 100 to 150 grams of sugar a day. And then think about the holidays and think about the fall season. And some people don't go out and not active as much outdoors. So they're inside more and they're consuming more. So, you know, some simple things to counter this, that could get created in your body is to cut down on the processed foods and any drinks that have added sugars because those are empty in nutrients, right? And focusing on not over-consuming, you know, big portions of simple carbohydrates, And then turning it to say, well, how can I improve my overall health and well-being? You know, obviously exercising, doing your yoga, and then getting outside as much as you can. Um, You know, countering staying in and eating too much refined sugar. Um, the sweets the soda the little candies that you think they're so small they're not going to do any damage the pasta um, even if it's rice pasta you you, again go back to reading your labels right and then anything like those starbucks drinks um, any of those fancy coffees they add up even ketchup has sugar in it right so if you like it, we don't want you to be deprived, but we want you to look at the consumption. And then I always, I always am a, a big uh, I, a proponent of food journaling or journaling on a daily basis to not only write down how much and what you're eating, but how do you feel? Do you feel foggy? Do you have a headache? Do you have energy? Do you have weight management that you want to work on? Um, do you have bloating? Do you have autoimmune issues? You know, I had a woman come in and she had sinusitis all the time, and she was put on every single antibiotic. And we did the organic acid test, and we saw what was the imbalances. We changed her regimen of food going from white flour to almond flour. We changed and we added coconut flour. We changed certain things, like she loved chocolate chip cookies. Fine, make them, but make them with almond flour. You know, use either cashew milk or coconut milk. Um, Certain ways to make them leaner, purer, and more paleo. And you're able to still have foods and enjoy your life, but it's not going to feed disease and inflammation and really sugar addiction. So um, sugar cravings can, can diminish if you're eating in a healthy manner and you're not fueling your body with sugar. And you could actually get increased focus. Um, and that will decrease the risk of heart and liver disease and cancer when we get rid of the processed foods um, and then additionally, it can help with skin and uh, sleep as well. So the whole thing is to look at the lifestyle and look at the sugar and not say okay I'm, most people can 't be all or nothing um, if they 're all or nothing, they will say yeah okay i 'm going to be sugar free and then after a while, it's like, I can't do this anymore. I feel too deprived. So you know, now this is where you have to say, well, what can I do? And be realistic. And I always recommend sending yourself daily reminders on your phone. And it's very easy to do. You set it up once. You know, so say you know at 3 o'clock you're going for a Hershey bar. Well, at 2.45, send yourself a reminder to go eat whatever you brought that is um, a replacement for that Hershey bar. Um, send reminders every day that your health is worth it because you're worth it. You know, we all seem to have some type of lack of either uh, confidence in our um, self-image or even our abilities or we have total motivation, but we lack the discipline of a habit. So little reminders will let you stay on track. And that's accountability to yourself. And then obviously being in support groups is very well needed. Um, But from a standpoint on a biomedical, if we look at it, sugar is very detrimental. Now, Everything, you know, almost everything has sugar in it. So even peanuts, um, you would think, okay, it's all protein. But peanuts have 6.2 grams of sugar in a 100 gram portion of it. And, you know, you think of a Big Mac, okay, a Big Mac meal is not healthy, but would you realize that it has 85 grams of sugar? So if you are aware of what you're consuming and how much sugar it is, I think that is half the battle. The other half is going to be your mindset. Can you do it? Can you stay motivated? And what does it take to stay motivated? You know, I have a couple who between the two of them, they weigh half of a ton and They are very, very, um, they're lovely and they just want to get their weight under control and they have a newborn now and everything. So they have the desire, but they need that daily support. They need the reminders. Otherwise, the minute something goes downhill in any aspect of their life they go for comfort and their comfort happens to be food and it's never you know steak and broccoli so it's going to be something sugary because it does have a chemical change in our body similar to recreational drugs and it gives us this little high and then a crash so you know putting it all together you really have to um be aware you have to journal you have to know what are alternatives that you're going to enjoy and then you have to constantly remind yourself and you have to know yourself of when you need the extra support and that's that's what's really going to help during the fall season and during the holiday season i mean whoever is here is already hopefully doing the exercise portion of it but you know you could exercise and exercise but if you're putting in too much of the wrong stuff you could also have an imbalance so these are the things that i'd love to to be aware of and then there are you know if you want certain goals I would do it by week. So week one, reduce the sugar and refined carbohydrates. So think of like donuts, white bread, pastas, um, but also where these drinks. You know, some people are great, but then they'll have mixed drinks on the weekend. Well, look at that, you know, perhaps go for a dry wine instead. And then the second week, you can actually try to replace the sugar with healthy fats like the avocado um, and coconut, these are areas where they'll fill you up more and they're going to also taste really good, right? Um, Then during all of this, you have to send those reminders to stay strong. Um, Distract yourself with some alternative sweetness so you want something sweet this is where I would you know go to Stacy's book um, for the uh, comfort book and look at what you can make to satisfy that Um, but make it a healthier so you could have sweetness in your life but you don't want the bad stuff and you have to always know that motivation is what gets you started, but habit is what's gonna keep you going. So you have to again make sure how do you stay, how do you make this, turn this into a habit. I always say people have to go shopping, people have to eat, right? So choose what would be better for you once you get into the swing of things it becomes second nature you're so you're shopping in a different aisle or a different store it doesn't matter and also go by go by like steps or do this Slowly listen to your body. We need to really be grounded. You know, if you think of the warrior pose, it's so grounding and no one's going to mess with that person. Well, that's how you have to be with yourself and you have to think of the food as someone wanting to take over and beat you. So you have to be grounded and say, well, what is this going to do for me? And if it's not going to do anything good, then why do I let them in? Why would I let this food into my life? Just like a person, you know. Um, and you also have to know how the brain is wired. So if you overdo your um, regimen, you can actually trigger a starvation response where your body rebels against. Um, what you're doing, and it tells you to actually overeat and conserve fat. It, so it conserves it because it thinks you're going into this starvation thing. So everything in uh, moderation, but you really do want to uh, reduce the sugar this time of year, especially because, um, you know, this all happens now uh, we all stay in. Now the air is drier. The respiratory system gets dried out. The sunshine is not as abundant, but sugar is, from Halloween candy to pumpkin pie to uh, fudge at, um, in December. And it just keeps going and drinking and everything else. So these,
0: this is the focus that I would hope that people make at this point. Yeah, I think it's a great idea to approach it from um, the standpoint of cleaning out or making over some of the things that you're you're in contact with every day. You know, like if you have, uh, uh, you love coffee and those sweet drinks, make those over, you know, don't, they can just completely blow your sugar count on uh, just one drink and, and, um there's an adjustment phase. I mean, you're not going to get the same bells and whistles going off. But in terms of motivation, I think if you can make it through the initial phase, um, you'll see. I mean, I I saw just how much more energy I had, and that motivated me to want, you know, to want to keep at it. And I didn't have the mood swings and the cravings and things like that. And I I really appreciated that Um, I love the idea of reminders on the phone and for those of us who are not tech savvy how do you do that
2: okay so and actually I I can't even take credit for this my son gave me this one (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it's so great now if you have an iPhone and I'm assuming they all are the same nowadays um, let's see you go into your reminders and you set it to go off. And actually, if your phone is connected to your computer as well, you know, some people do that where um, you could get the calendar on your phone and on your computer, then the reminders will also appear on your computer. So, which is really great, but most people have their phone with them all the time and you just set reminders and you set it one time and you could set when they go off and that's it. You just do it once. It's not like you have to go in every single day to set them and they'll appear on your phone and on your computer as well, which is really great. Um, If you are not tech savvy, then I would get um, either index cards and, you know, if if you're at work and you know at 3 o'clock, you know, this is when something happens or at 2 o'clock, then you should put it on your desk and you should have it somewhere or post-it notes, but some way it has to be in your face. It has to be on the mirror in the bathroom, the first reminder. You know, one could be on the refrigerator, in the kitchen, places where you need that extra support. And only you will know where it is and, um, and, and when, what time you need it. You and, That's um, a
0: great you idea because oh. you, know, you have to support oh, yourself. You've know, you got to be your own best advocate. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Really what were you going to say?
2: And, and oh, that's no, what I was going to
1: say, oh, go ahead, Nancy, sorry.
2: No, no, I mean, I really feel that this is something that everybody has to be reminded that they're worth it. Do you know how many people really, you know, they're gung-ho, just like New Year's resolutions, nobody even – makes New Year's resolutions anymore because they know they're not going to stick to it. And that's kind of sad, you know, because then you're almost giving up. So what is it that's going to motivate you? A bad diagnosis? Who wants that?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so many people's, uh, you know, mechanism for coping with situations when it comes to, like, you know, looking at the reality of the health and what they're doing to it, their first inclination is to push it out of their mind so they don't have to think about it because that's comforting. When sometimes the cold reality staring it in the face is is probably the best motivator for you and just pretending the problem doesn't exist isn't going to make it any better too. So, you know, you have to confront these things in your life and make them uh, at the forefront and acknowledge them or there's nothing that's going to change about it as well.
2: Exactly. You know, they say that the first, the first half of your life, one is so busy making their wealth. And then the second half of their life, they're using that wealth to regain their health. And, you know, that I see it, I see it, you know, I see it every day. And it's sad, because there, you could do both. It's just, it shouldn't be so overwhelming. And so then break it down. Break it down into simple steps and know yourself and always be in a relationship with your food and your body and say, well, how, where is this, how is this going to affect my body? And knowing that, you know, nowadays I see women in their early 20s that have, thyroid issues, and it's, it's very interesting that there is this triangle, and in one corner it's the thyroid, and the other it's the adrenal system, and the other it's the hormone, and I see this with men in their later, they're from like 45 and up, so women I see it even younger in their 20s, which years ago we didn't have this. There is a connection between all of this. It's the society we live in. Everybody's rushing. Everybody's going from one place to another. Very few are really taking the time and looking at all aspects of the health. You know, what I think we tend to have is almost like type A personalities and they're all lean to one area. So either they're all really hundred percent, one hundred percent, like okay, um, Atkins, one hundred percent into paleo. You know there is not balance there. And then we have some individuals who are one hundred percent into exercise. You know, but then they're going to you know Dunkin' Donuts for one of those breakfast sandwiches, or they're eating at the local diner, having pesticide you know inflicted food, um, GMOs and antibiotics. You know, so if they're doing that once in a while, fine. But if you're doing, if you're eating really poorly on a daily basis, but you're a health freak I and mean, really into that aspect. That's not a balance. So you have to really look at your life and say, am I balanced? And nowadays, it's not easy, right? Everybody's stressed out. Um, Again, we go back to the society. And very few people are at peace. (laughs) And, you know, we need to add stress reduction. We need to add meditation. We need to sleep. Many people are using their iPhones for alarm clocks but then if someone texts them it brightens up you know if they have Mm -hmm. mlb and you hear the at bat come up every time that a baseball Mm -hmm. game is going on that's going to keep up during the night so you have to look at everything Mm -hmm. and you know perhaps going into the end of the year you could evaluate what have i you know what were the positives what were the negatives where did i do good for my lifestyle where do i need to make changes you know i never say that again we should be non-judgmental and we don't want to be hard on ourselves but saying well where can i improve or what could be done better you know and that's what we need to focus on looking at it all and then saying okay well, what food is possibly one of the worst foods I could put into my body? And if you're having too much of it, that's not going to be a good thing because it will, I guarantee that if you continue to eat really imbalanced, your adrenal thyroid hormone will go out of whack, guaranteed. And you don't want that because then you're backpedaling. And if you go to conventional practitioners, they're going to put you on medications. And quite frankly, they don't know what to tell that you should eat or not eat um, because they're not uh, fluent in that area. So, but you could just listen to your, you know. If you really are grounded and aware, listen to your own body. Write down the journaling. Put the pattern together, and then start eating less of the bad food. And keep writing it down. And watch your progress. And watch, like Stacy said, you know, you're gonna have energy. You have reduced bloating. Um, you may see that you're not getting um, seasonal illnesses because your immune system isn't so suppressed even mood like Stacy said you know the neurotransmitters in the brain are affected so sugar yeah. Yeah, and sugar spikes your blood sugar and insulin levels as well as disrupting your neurotransmitters in the brain which then increases fat storage so it's all connected it's just a
0: little biomedical background yeah and it, if somebody that does like a, a real cleanup in their daily life and really drastically reduces their sugar, uh, when they have an occasional treat, I would think it's not quite as impactful. I mean, cause we want to get away from the black and white. Some people are going to have birthday cake or, you know, mm. something at the Christmas party. How, how does that, how does the body respond when you occasionally send it doses? you know, pretty big doses of sugar?
2: So yeah, and that's a great question. So um, everybody responds differently, right? So it, you know, I like how you say when you look at your, you know, your daily, your daily life, and and you start to make these changes. That's already detoxing. You know, so many people say, "Well what? I want to detox. I want to detox." And I'm like, "Well, you know what? Just changing your diet, just changing the food intake and making it cleaner, is the process of detoxing. So you, your organs um, are going to be functioning at a, at a better pace. So now you put in some type of um, now you put in some type of food, like, you know, you're at a party and you have the cake. First of all, it may taste totally different to you, and it may be extremely sugary, and it may be where, you know, I can't eat the whole piece anymore. It's, I'm full. You know, so I would really listen to yourself during that time and observe, and then what you can do is, you know, you could take a probiotic. Um, if you had really a lot, you could go ahead with black activated charcoal. Um, we, and then you can also take some type of, you could take apple cider vinegar in a drink, you know, put that in your water. Um, you could take some type of candida, um, supplement that will not let that sugar feed any candida on your stomach lining. So you can do something afterwards if you want, but I would be more in tune to how does it taste and how do you feel. Some people will crash, and you know afterwards so they'll be just wiped out, and and some people just won't enjoy it. And then there are some people that will. So I would definitely. Um, I would definitely be in tune to that. So if you do it, if you change your food for, and you feel deprived and you have that piece of cake, what we normally see is that then they'll just go all in back to having a lot of processed foods. But if you need that, like you want to have it because that, you want to have it at holiday time because that makes you feel not deprived and you do have some sugar, you know, in the form of healthy sugar, say you have fruit, say you have uh, different things that are going to be okay, right? It's not all this added sugar, you know, you've made something or every and you're okay with it. Then that piece of cake won't trigger something. So that's where you also have to be aware of your mental triggers. Is the depth, the, you know, being deprived a huge trigger that once you reach your goal, then you just sabotage it because you can't stand feeling deprived? Or is it that once you find healthy replacements, that are still have natural sugar in them, you're okay. And then when you go to that party, you have that cake and you're enjoying yourself, and that doesn't trigger anything. So again, we're wired so differently.
1: Everyone, I feel it's it's really hard. I feel nowadays. You mentioned the society we live in before, and we live in an on-demand, uh, anytime access uh, society where. We have every type of entertainment, you know, delivery at our at our fingertips uh, whenever we want it. So we're kind of built as as a as, as a society in that instant gratification, um, which I feel is difficult. There was a story on on TV the other day about about teenagers and college kids that are dangerously dangerously binge drinking, and there's almost been an uh, an emphasis on uh, like a glorification, rose-colored glasses on that rebel without a cause recklessness that we do to ourselves almost as if it's like a badge of honor to drink to oblivion. And I heard a great quote the other day, which I feel um, really, I I posted it and I think people misunderstood it, but they, they said, you know, everyone says uh, live like there's no tomorrow, but in all reality there is like, we're probably going to be here tomorrow. (laughs) And there seems to be this recklessness of like, I'm living for today and which is good in in process in practice, but you got to deal with the, your consequences from today, tomorrow. And it's, you know, most of us, uh, statistically speaking, are going to wake up tomorrow. And the way we treat ourselves today may be fun and gratifying, but I've watched my father who ate like garbage his entire life, dealing with the consequences now. And he wishes, like anything, he could go back 20 years and change his diet and change his health. So he puts such an emphasis on, oh, well, party today deal with it tomorrow but tomorrow is going to come and it's not going to be fun (laughs) when it does
2: yeah 100 percent right you know what when you're when you're in your teens and then you go into your 20s and you think like 50 is so far away and then you get to 50 and then you're like well what's so far away like this (laughs) flu and if and I, i you know you look around and you see people who are young and very ill and that's not funny, you know, and they are not only eating poorly, but you talk about, you know, binge drinking. I mean, heroin is really an epidemic all over. And then you look at food, and food, they say that sugar is as strong as cocaine, the addiction, Um You know, you you look at wheat, and there is the grain brain, which is a great book by Dr. Perlmutter that explains that Alzheimer's is linked to grains because it destroys the brain. And you're like, wow, this is like no joke. This is real. And very few people take their health seriously very, very few. And the ones that do are very committed, but they also enjoy their life. Like, you know, I love what I eat. I, I, on Instagram, I take pictures of everything that we consume because people are always like, what do you eat? Well, what, first of all, it could be very simple, the, the, you know, one ingredient. If you, Look at that. Okay, well, what is it? Oh, it's broccoli. That's one ingredient. It is not processed. Um, But then, when you start to, even if you look at these health bars and you see all the ingredients in there, you're like, really? I mean, there's chemicals. It's processed, it's not good for the body. We really do have to, you know, take it back a level and say, you know, we have to think to eat clean. Is really to simplify one's food, and you can be very happy eating this way. You really can. You just have to think out of the box because in the box is not health.
1: Well, they always say that uh, time and your health are the two things you take for granted until it runs out.
2: So true, you know. And and I see it. I mean, people backpedaling. People backpedaling. Oh my gosh! And some of them are so serious, and it's. I don't know if you can get, you know, it's very, very bad, and people really do have to know that what you're putting in your body is so important, and you can't trust the food companies, you can't trust, you know, there's lobbyists. You can't trust the food companies. They could care less. They're just interested in their bottom line. And even with the GMO labeling and everything, it's so hard to figure out what's in anything nowadays because less than 2% doesn't have to be listed. You just have to be so on top of things. But I will say I would rather be on top of things than throw my hands up and say, oh, it's too complicated because then you know, who's in charge of you, who's in charge of your body, like own your life. Right. So who,
0: yeah. and, <laughs> and for years, I mean, this is nothing new by any means, but food companies will put these ads out with things that are not good for us, you know, like bread and push them and, and categorize them as health food or it's, it's healthy for you. And, um, uh, I want to shift gears because, um, I saw this ad today that really got my interest, and it kind of disturbed me. It raised a red flag. It was for corn oil. And you remember how at one time that's all there was on the shelves, and then olive oil really took over. Um, This ad said it, it implied that corn oil is actually healthier than olive oil because it has five more plant sterols to fight cholesterol. I'm not really sure if I believe that. And I would love no. to get your take on it. No, no, no.
2: Corn corn is absolutely, I don't care what form it comes in, is so unhealthy for us. I mean, first of all, we have to remember that cows are fed corn and soy to really fatten them up. And it's not natural. The cows should be having hay and grass. So, If the animals are given that um, and they're getting fattened up, you know, when people say, oh, I have popcorn, well, I mean, no, we don't want anything with corn. Corn oil is definitely not healthier than um, olive oil. Olive oil has the right fats, it's going to be great for your body, great for your brain, And corn is just going to throw off the imbalance. Um, i got to tell you something. When you see any new research or any new ads that say that corn oil (laughs) is better than olive oil, that's where I say, who is leading this charge? Who's behind it? you know, like the the Wizard of Oz, who's behind the curtain? Because it's not the truth. They are going to put out this, these things. They did this. I have tweets this week that are talking about past research on sugar. So years ago, they said that fats caused um, cardiovascular issues. And, you know, they didn't explain about like, oh, but What are healthy fats and what are unhealthy fats, right? So the person driving, the industry driving that was the sugar industry. Now it's been shown that they were doing that as a diversion. Now corn has gotten a really bad rap lately, which is justifiable because most of the corn is genetically modified. So now they're going to say... They have to resurrect this from everybody, and they also have to confuse everybody. So now they're going to say that corn oil is actually better than olive oil. That is, like, absurd. And it may take 20 years. It may actually take 20 years um, for the truth to come out. And in those 20 years, people are going to believe it. It's really, really bad. I mean, I can't even, like, that's disgraceful. So yeah. when you're thinking about this is processed seed oils, and I'm going to just throw them all in. we got soybeans, sunflower, corn oil, right? Uh, flour, all of those. But the, the corn oil in particular, they're going to have too much omega-6 uh, fatty acids. Which is very harmful. It causes inflammation, as opposed to olive oil and coconut oil, which is good. So it's really scary that they are putting this deception out there. It's really, it, that's really wrong. Not only um, is it going to give you too much omega 6, but it actually can mess up your fatty acid composition of your internal cells. You know, and and Stacey, on that organic acid test, they talk about the fatty acids, right? And if you can't, if you have a fatty acid oxidation issue, you can't break down the fat. So now we're going to store the fats, and it's actually going to be very unhealthy and can elevate cholesterol. So someone is really putting, you know, A lot of deception here, and it's not good. It also can, the corn oil can do a double uh, bond in the fatty acid. So it reacts with oxygen and causes a chain reaction, damaging even vital structures like DNA. So the corn oil increases harmful oxidative chain reaction. Now, that's another thing. Then when that happens, it's going to cause acute inflammation all over your body. I really, I mean, I'd love to counter the ad. Um, And then it's also Mm -hmm. um, loaded with trans fats. And trans fats are the unsaturated fats that... um, that are going to cause uh, cardiovascular disease. I mean, between so, the sugar and now they're telling people corn oil, wow. it's, re- that's so it's really lose,
0: play- It it sounds like a big lose-lose. Yeah, and um, for, yeah. for those of you who don't, you know, not everybody has the time to research. Nancy is a, an absolute wealth of, you know, the latest info and real factual stuff based on how the body functions. Um, follow her on social media because she's constantly putting out um, ideas and, and new stats and, and warnings and her only agenda, you know, she's not a food company. She, she's pretty upfront about her agenda. She wants others to be as healthy Mm -hmm. as they can. So Nancy, can you tell, tell everyone your Twitter account and Pinterest, and you can follow her on Facebook too. You're always putting stuff up on, on that so, on twitter and facebook
2: it even pinterest and instagram it's just nancy guberti so n a n c y g u b as in boy e r t i um and then on facebook i have um i have my um business page on that as well so you could just type in nancy guberti and you'll find that but the information i put on twitter goes to facebook as well and then um, Instagram and Pinterest are the foods and the products that, um, that I consume, so I don't um, have any gluten, wheat, soy, corn, uh, and a few other things, so um, dairy um, for sure. And that, yeah, that doesn't mean that anybody should live this way. You know, it's just that I choose this way. And I, I'm more than happy if other people enjoy what they eat and it's making them healthy. So I judge no one. I just uh, share this information to empower others to be as passionate about their life and to really lead a healthy, healthy lifestyle. Um, every January, I kick off my nine step program, which are the nine key factors to really living a healthy lifestyle. And that's from the clinical research that I've seen with the functional medicine testing for almost over, you know, uh, gosh, like 17 years now. And then I just started a monthly membership because that's where people need that support. And there's different levels for that. But you've you got to be in, like, some type of program. Um, it's just you got to find something that works for you. So everyone should, you know, become their best health advocate. Always ask questions. I always find it fascinating when you go to the doctor's office, get a copy of your blood work. Don't just you know, call in and say, oh, everything was fine. No, you want to look at where you fall in the range of your blood test or whatever test you're doing. Keep a copy of yourself. Really take an interest in your health and really be the one that's driving it. You don't want to wait for a bad diagnosis. You don't want to wait until you really hit rock bottom. You want to take charge, and then you want to also know what makes you tick, what are your triggers, because these are the things that are going to keep you to making this a lifetime lifestyle.
1: And uh, it, it, this hour just flew by, and i just going to put it out, Nancy, yeah, this is your passion, so you are constantly researching this. And the people who don't really have this information – it's not generally, uh, uh, you know, people just trying to avoid it. It's it's so suppressed and, and, it's you know, it's not on the consciousness of the majority of the public and uh, someone like you to put these articles out and put this information out there, if you see Nancy's stuff, share it with your friends, your family, because 90% of the problem is this, is basically ignorance. People don't really understand or, you know, even think to look into some of this stuff. It's just, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, someone like Nancy can kind of bring it to the forefront and... And the majority of the public, I know a lot of people in the DDP the community focus on the health and the food and stuff, but it's, it's scary how little information is out there for the average human being, the mothers and your mothers and fathers who just don't go on the Internet and all this stuff. It's pretty frightening.
2: It really is. And even if you go to my website, I have a blog where – I put videos up and they get transcribed. So, um, you know, like if you love pancakes and your family loves pancakes, you make paleo pancakes, you know. Or if you're having problems sleeping, there's a video for some sleep information. And in the summertime, the sunscreen, because that's toxic as well. We have to look at what we're putting in our body, what we're putting on our body, and what's in our environment. And all of these things are important.
1: Thank you uh, so much. First of all, I want to put this real quick. One of my favorite things that you said here tonight is the balance, because I feel so many people have to pick a side in things. You're either pro-medication or pro-all-natural when you don't realize that those things can work hand-in-hand and you can use the natural to prevent the medication. But, you know, there's all, I mean, we live in a world of just polarity. You either have to choose a side and, you know, all of these things can kind of come together to create a good life for you without having to go all in on paleo, all in on uh, Atkins. It, it was a great – that was one of my favorite things you've said tonight because it, 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 we feel like we, we divide ourselves into groups, and it's, it's kind of unhealthy the way we look at the all-or-nothing world.
2: 100%. Definitely.
1: So, so thank you so much. And uh, Stacy. Thank you for coming back with us for a night. And we're going to do this again in probably in no time because these months just fly by nowadays.
0: Yeah, we'll do a winter episode uh, for sure. Right before Nancy's um, nine week course starts, but it's good to you know check it out now and start to just gear up mentally, you know, look mm-hmm. into it. And you don't have to wait till January to start transforming, make little changes. Um You know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of cold turkey. Gradual, steady changes work better for me. And there are check out Nancy's video of the pancakes. They're absolutely delicious. You don't have to, you know, live a deprived life. Just make some ingredient adjustments and um, it'll make a huge difference.
2: Yeah. And I would just say, and if anyone did not get your books, you know, I mean, Stacy's books are amazing. There are so many. I I would, whenever you post your pictures of your new creation, I'm just like, (laughs) can you deliver? (laughs) Because It's wonderful. And then you're so inspiring with your story. So there's, there's so much out there. It's also being around this, being like-minded and being around positive minded people who are doing it. So, um, you know, it's like your mentors, and that's what people also need. So I would check
1: it all out. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for coming back. Thanks for Always having me. Always in line. Uh, Nancy com, NancyGuberte.com, of course, on Twitter at NancyGuberte, and of course, our very own uh, the D.P. Radio OG Stacy Morris at StacyMorris.com. And uh, Stacy, it's about time for another cookbook, so you better get yourself moving. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I need I some think... new recipes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm working. Thank you on guys it. so much. And Stacy, we're actually going to contact you to see if you're available for just a short step in the next week. We're, we'll, we'll talk about it off there. But next week is the 300th episode of DDP Radio officially. Oh. So uh, we got oh, a, we got a, we got Dallas. I think is Dallas is going to be coming back to talk to us for a little bit. He's been so busy, he hasn't even been able to get on the show uh, in a while. But it's a big episode, 300. Uh, that's a long time. And uh, Stacy was here for the chunk of those which uh, a chunk would meet, which proves her uh, endurance right there. <laughs> uh-huh. That sounds exciting. I'm in. All right. Uh, well, that uh, that sounds great. Uh, we'll talk to you guys. Uh, we'll talk to you all Barry, uh Stacy, but thank you guys so much. Uh, another episode of DEP Radio next week, number 300. Uh, Hayden was off tonight uh, and uh, Crystal had a thing, uh situation she had to deal with personally. So, uh, we uh, had a great show tonight, and I uh, thank you guys both for being here, and we will talk to Nancy soon. Once again, nancyguberte.com. Just so much information, stacymorris.com, if you want some amazing, comforting uh, recipes without all the, uh, the added bullshit. you got to check out her stuff. You know where to go for stacymorris.com. And until next week, thank you guys so much, and remember to never, ever, ever, ever. All right, guys, take care. I'll see you later. Picked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Paige. Oh! I'm the diamond cutter! I don't believe it! Wow. Diamond cutter out of the powerbomb! We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in
0: again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and
1: news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. Talk Radio.